everybody, this is Ken Krogh. Tom Harrison's not here with us today, but we've got Colin Karchner. Again, this is with the Eternal Core podcast. Colin, we've had all kinds of people recommend we, we bring him on. <laughs> He's going to be speaking at the conference on Saturday because he won't even be in town on Friday because he's speaking like three other places somewhere in Iowa. Iowa, I think yeah. it is, yeah. <laughs> so, Colin, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you are a unique person. We've been learning a lot about you. <laughs> thank you, I guess, yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit about, uh, tell us about your story. How did you get involved? Sure. What's the mission you're involved with currently? Yeah, so uh, I have a foundation now that's called Save the Kids, and it's okay. a movement, and it's a movement I started just about eight months ago. Um, and, I, and, and it all started before that, uh, and the story is odd, but I, I kind of make sense of it when we're talking on stage. Um, about a year and a half ago, I created this fake social media character. Okay. I turned myself into the most obnoxious, craziest social media you know, influencer slash celebrity I could. It, it was like my little SNL character I would do. Um, and I filmed myself doing what everyone was doing on social media, but like in a crazy over-the-top way. And my goal was, A, was to... And you to, probably nailed it. Oh, I crushed it. Yeah, it was perfect. It was, I mean, people watched it. They yeah, love it. I had, still going. I had some amazing followers who were like, oh, I love what you're doing. And my goal was was to, not, to use humor to tell a deeper story. Yeah. I, I saw how social media was turning so many people I know... In, into nervous wrecks who were self-obsessed and like they were pushing this whole toxic, pay, you know, perfectionist life. Uh, you know, family members of mine even, and I saw it, I saw it affecting their mental health. You know, just this constant like keeping up with the Jones and portraying life on social media, like we're always on vacation, I'm so perfect, yes. look at my perfect life. My friends my are all house. famous people. Exactly. And so I did that for a while, and I, I was only doing it for a couple of days, just to like make people laugh. But I was getting hundreds and hundreds of messages every day, a lot of from you know people in our community, a lot from young women, married moms who were like, "You're saving my sanity." I mean, I I, I would go on Instagram, and two minutes later, I would be miserable because I'm like, "My life's not like theirs, and how are they so perfect, and how are their kids so clean cut?" Like I I can't I even shower in two weeks, you know. Um, and so I kept going, and uh, was the point was really just me to. I was like, if I can get people to laugh about this, then maybe they'll start thinking. Yeah. You know, maybe social media is turning into this crazy, like, fake life, you know, where we're all getting sucked into, like, I have to be perfect and be someone I'm not and portray this fakeness to everyone. And so it was, it, honestly, it was helping a lot of uh, moms. Sort of like and a the lot steam of valve. It's letting yeah, off the pressure. It was, yeah. Um, and then what happened was in January of last year, um, so I had this whole thing going, and, and the message started turning into really like mental, how social media is really affecting our mental health. Um, and then I ran into a lady who uh, my wife used to work with um, 12 years ago before I had kids, and she had a daughter who was like a little seven-year-old. And, and this daughter of hers, like we really loved, like we didn't have kids yet, and we kind of took her as our kid. And, and then um, uh, we moved, and 12 years later, so just last January, I see the mom after 12 years, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you forever. Like, what's new? How's your kid? Uh, how's your daughter? And uh, and she said she died last year. Oh my god. And gosh. I said, what are you talking about? What, what happened? And, and I didn't hear anything. Was she sick? Was it a car crash? What was it? And uh, and she pulled out her phone. I don't mind on me. And she said, I uh, no, it wasn't. She said it was none of that. I. She said I made the biggest mistake of my life as a parent, and I handed my child a loaded gun, and I didn't teach her how to use it, and it killed her. I mean, it put her on a path that took her life. And I was like, a gun? What? And she pulled out a smartphone. She pulled her iPhone. And she said, I gave my daughter one of these, and I didn't teach her how to use it, and I didn't guide her, and it led her on this path uh, that ended her life, which was, and she told me this story, 
you know, where it happens to so many of our kids when they get on social media and they get on their smartphones and now their little minds are opened up to the two billion humans and untethered social expression. But then the constant anxiety of having to maintain a, a digital persona and a real life persona and then we're, they're being exposed to stuff they should never see at that young. Yes. And it's causing so much anxiety. And so she told me how her daughter went through this and spiraled, spiraled, spiraled. And at 20, she said, I'm done. And I went on my Instagram and told that story to the people who were following me. And I said, okay, I've been preaching how this is affecting us as adults. I had no idea that this was doing this to kids. And for about two weeks, I got about 1,500 to 2,000 messages a day from kids wow. saying, your story about this girl, that." It's not only happened to her. It's doing that to me. I'm self-harming. I'm, I'm, I'm suicidal. I was getting overwhelmed with these stories. And I was sharing them. I was blocking their names out and sharing them. And it opened up Pandora's box. People finally started talking and saying, wait, we thought social media, this fun little thing, was harmless. It's killing our kids. Like, it literally is, t is stealing their joy. And it's turning kids who were happy, kids who didn't really care about what people thought, who just wanted to be kids into nervous wrecks all the time, uh, leading down the path of anxiety or depression and suicidal thoughts. And, and I, every day for a year, I get hundreds of messages from kids just constantly pounding in my head that this thing that I got that I thought would be okay put them on a path towards self-destruction. Wow. And so now I go all over the country talking about this. I did my first little a little church fireside. A, a mom in Woods Cross, she said, could you come talk about what you're doing to our 12 girls? They loved it. It saved a girl's life that night um, who said she was going to go home and kill herself. And she didn't know why, but she said it was because of social media draining my joy and uh, making me feel miserable. And so I did that one. And then since then, it's just been crazy. Like, I mean, I, I think last month I spoke 80-something times in like six Whoa. states. Last 10 days, I spoke 38 times in three states. And I, I mean, I have Sunday firesides booked out till June 2020, which is, I don't even know if I'll be alive by then, you know? Um, <laughs> so there's internet years and then there's Cullen years. Yeah, Oh I know. my gosh, Jeez. it's more like Cullen days. Yeah, seriously. That's impressive. So I spend most of my days now doing uh, middle school and high school assemblies yeah. where I bring a message to them and they love it. They tell me all the time, this is the best assembly I've ever had because I talk to them about this stuff, phones, social media, gaming, all the stuff they're going through. Uh, and it's for a lot of them, it's the first time that an adult's talked to them about it in a way that's not, you need to get off social media, get off the games because it's bugging mom, yeah. it's bugging dad, and, they and don't it's even ruining your yeah, grades. It's, it's mom and dad's perspective. Yeah, I'm the first one coming to them saying, look, what is it doing to you to hear and hear? Yeah. How is it affecting your Mind soul and your heart? heart? Is yeah. it, and I tell stories That's of other kids. That's eternal core, by the way. That's yeah. bringing heart and mind together. And, and these kids, like, when they hear the message, it almost, like, you almost watch, like, this weight come off their back where they say, I'm in this funk of always on social media, always on games. Yeah. I, I don't want to be addicted to it. I don't want to, I just want to be a kid. I don't want to do this 12 hours a day. Yes. I want to connect. The world's never seen anything like I this. I know. We're, we're now seeing the results of an entire generation who since babies have had constant stimulation, constant things in yes. their face where they've never had to process emotions really, they've never had to process feelings, they, they've never had to be uh, sad and alone and because then they just go on their phone or they go play yes. a game. And so now we're seeing this anxiety dump on these kids because they get to 14, 15, 16, 17, they go on missions and suddenly it's like, oh. wait, I don't know how to deal with anything. I, I've never had to feel any of these feelings. I've never had to cope with any of these emotions. I, I just pull out my phone. 
Yes. And, and this thing that, you know, can do a lot of good for a lot of our kids is literally stealing resiliency, coping. It's stealing connection. I mean, we, we may never know the impact that, that Steve Jobs and, <laughs> and the iPhones had on the world. You know, I'm, I'm the co-chair for the social media mission in Utah County, working with the 30 Young Single Adult Stakes. Mm -hmm. And we, we've had a lot of our leadership, our now mission presidents out there working for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we're getting reports back that the biggest separation anxiety is for their phone. Not mom and dad. It's not mom or dad. It's the phone. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And these kids have never used a map. A you map know? or made, yeah, they've never had a face-to-face -face yes. conversation with a stranger. But, it's, but it's, their <laughs> world is very rich and different and unique yeah. than what we've, you know, as, as their parents and grandparents. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you you were involved with a TEDx. Did this did this really help spread the word? This was bit? awesome. Yeah. So maybe just I think I did this in September of 2018, and I didn't start talking until June of that year of last year. So it was only a couple months into it. This isn't. And some really cool people at TEDx Salt Lake messaged me, and they said, "Listen, usually you have to apply for years to do this. We pick one or two a year where we feel the message is so important. We want you to come." And so they said, "Come bring your message." And I sent him my script, and it was all about social media and, and, and screen addiction and the lack of connection and how it's leading our kids, I mean, our families and our, all of us down this path of a lot of scary things. Um, but I sent him my script, and they're like, are you sure you want to say this? <laughs> our whole audience is parents, because the, the, the TEDx I did, I, I shared the scary stats that, you know, the yeah. teen anxiety, depression, suicide, rising. And, and if you look at the graph, it was like this, and then social media came out, and we gave it to our kids here, and then boom, it goes like this. Boom, yeah. And if you look at, like, even in Utah, our youth suicide rate among kids, 10 to 17, since 2011, when Instagram and Snapchat came out, um, has jumped 141%. And we can't blame everything on a little thing, but I keep looking at this data, and I'm like, we got to do something. Yeah. So this, this TED was awesome. I mean, it, it's got, it did pretty good so far. It's only been out a month. Um, but if you watch it, it's, it's, my, it's a story of how social media and gaming and all this is affecting our kids. What's the title of it so we can find it? So the title they, they chose was, <laughs> Can Flip Phones Save Us From Our Social Media Addiction? And I talked about, a, I have a flip phone. Uh -huh. uh, I talked about why I got a flip phone, how, you know, uh, about what was it, last March, I was on my phone all the time, yes. but I was using it for good. I was raising money for hurricane victims sure. and for cancer kids. I was using social media to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, uh, and then one of my kids, she came up to me one day after she, she'd been struggling for like a month, just always mad fighting. And I, I got mad at her because she hit her brother. And I said, what's wrong with you? And she said, why do you love your phone more than you love me? Whoa. And I just went, what? She's like, why do you love it more than me? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, you're on it so much around us. And I'm like, well, well yeah, I have to work. I'm, I'm doing, checking emails or I'm making money so I can pay for you to go to Disneyland. I mean, and sometimes I'm crushing candy, but you know. <laughs> And, uh, and that, it hit me, and I told that story, how that day I went out and I got a flip phone. And uh, when I came home, so when, now when I come home from work, uh, I have a smartphone too, uh, the, the, the flip phone comes out, right? When I'm That's around my right. kids, my goal, and it's been since March, is I don't want them to ever see me on my phone. And I'll tell you, and I tell them to Ted, uh, because the goal of this was, I wanted to tell parents, like, the kids, it's not the kids' problem. This yeah. is our problem. It is. They're mimicking us. Why is my daughter always on her phone? Well, I mean... She'd ask look, you look that, in the, yeah. look in the mirror. And so I told that story how literally my daughter overnight changed. The anger, ang anger and, the, and the madness and the, and the defiance stopped because I was there and I was connecting with her again. And, I, and, and, and 
you know, when we pull our phones out in front of our kids and we're on it, and even if we're working or doing something to our kids, they see this and they just say, that means more to my dad wow, than I do. Yeah. And so that, that but this helped too. I mean, That's cool. You know, we've been, we've been researching and, and taking requests for speakers for topics and, you know, and, and, and uh, Eternal Core is exploring God-centric mental health. Sure. And, uh, oh my gosh, there's like 25 different topics in mental mm -hmm. health. We're, we're trying to boil the ocean here, but people <laughs> keep asking about new ones. And there's, there's about four, and they're very different, mm -hmm. but they seem connected. And, 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 you know, social media, addiction, the, the, the smartphones, and we're going with that, um, video games. Yep. And then everybody's having questions like crazy about vaping versus the traditional smoking or mm. addictions and sure are, are those topics pretty spot Big on time. with what you're seeing i hit all four of those when i talk to kids and assemblies gotcha um and, and they're you're gonna all... do sort of that assembly for us at yeah absolutely core, right? i yeah. think at internal core i think i'm going to talk to everyone there about what i what i share when i'm in front of a group of 1500 teenage kids wow. or 1500 parents um, all of those things i mean you look at everything you look at porn addiction you look at sex trafficking like with operation Under yes. the Road. you look at Vaping, well, speaking, you look at yeah, Clay speaking, which yeah. I love Tim, I love Clay, they're heroes of mine. All of those things are all branches yes. from a tree. And, and this tree right here, this trunk, what is this right here? You look at the porn addictions that have skyrocketed since yes. smartphones came out, yes. which is then leading people down to crazy paths of then sex trafficking. I mean, I, I think it's all interrelated. You look at vaping, why are kids vaping? Well, why not? Because it's all over social media. You know, and if they feel a lack of connection with the people who matter to them and, and they don't feel like they can talk to mom and dad because mom and dad are always doing this or yes. there's the shaming, then when someone learns about juuling in the bathroom and they say, hey, you want to try this? If they don't feel like they can talk to mom and dad about it, they're going to do it, right? Yeah. And, and sadly, there's so many companies that are really attacking our kids. Uh, we as a country, we've used kids as guinea pigs for a lot of things. And you, you look at some of these vaping companies like, you know, with Juul and some of these people and just how they make this stuff, it looks cool. It's like yes. a little USB stick, yes. and it smells like mangoes, and they yes. don't tell you, and I tell the kids in assemblies, did you know one jewel pod you see all over the ground behind the school parking lot? One pod has the nicotine equivalent of 20 cigarettes. Wow. They don't tell you that. These kids are out there, you know, did someone cut mangoes? Yeah. What is that? And yeah. it's you know, just it's a cloud of deception. It's just, yeah. it's, they don't realize it, but let's think, let's think about it. Someone bought Juul, right? One of the big mm -hmm. nicotine, one of the cigarette companies. There's how are they going to create the next generation of smokers, because smoking's gone down because it's not cool, because yes. it's smelly. But vaping, oh, you're so cool. And where do kids learn about it? They learn about it on their phones. They learn yes. about it on Snapchat. They learn about it on social media. And nicotine, it's serious. It's tough to get away from. Very, very addictive. And yeah. these kids are 12, 13, and they're vaping 20 wow. cigarettes worth in one pod. And then they're like, wait, hold on. How am I a 14-year-old addict now? Yes. You know. And then it's just, what it does, it just slowly moves them down this path. You know, it creates addiction. I think the phones create an addictive pattern yes. when they're very young. They're which, like a portal, a gateway. Which then now what is brings it? Brings whatever they want. Yeah, in. now yeah. I'm a, I just, they're dependent on something. You know, whether it's the screen or Fortnite, and then that can lead them down to the porn aspect, and then maybe down to the drugs and the opioids. I think we're just scratching the surface yeah. as far as how bad this could get wow. if we don't reel it in. Well, thanks for all your great work. I mean, you're, you're speaking at the uh, elementary school level, the middle school level, the high school level. What parents, kind of differences are you, and parents? Everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what kind of things are you seeing different with the different groups? Do yeah, anything yeah. sort of stand out? So when you go talk to fifth and sixth graders, yeah. the big thing with them is they're all on iPads and they're all starting to get smartphones. Yes. Now, sadly, I mean, we're seeing fourth, fifth graders 
with iPhone 10s and, and they're on social media already because a lot of parents just don't know. They, they, they see Snapchat and they're like, it's just fun filters. Yeah. They don't realize that Snapchat is like where the trafficking and the porn and all this stuff yeah, is going you can't rampant because there's no tracking. Yeah. It all disappears. Um, and so at that age, it's more of just education in a funny way, talking about screen time. My goal with those age kids is to say, look, go be a kid again. Yeah, right? Go outside yeah. and play. I know, I know it's fun to play Fortnite, but you know what's really more fun? It's really making forts, right, with your buddies. Yeah. So yeah. help those kids start creating healthy digital behaviors when they're young and teach them that everything you post will never disappear. So you think you're funny and you're going to send a dumb photo or say something you shouldn't because you heard a word. Yeah. Uh, it's never going to disappear. And so when you're 22 looking for a job, there it is. they're going to Google your name yeah. and say, when you were eight, did you really say this? <laughs> Um, middle school kids are the, are the best. Um, middle school assemblies, the kids that are 12, 13, 14, they are just getting really destroyed by this. Um, especially the girls. Social media wow. for girls at that age, there's literally nothing worse you could give your daughter, I think, than Instagram as a middle schooler. It will open up crushing anxiety, comparison, all this, the bullying that goes on. Girls, and this is what they're telling you. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not reading this in just books from experts. I, the kids are my experts. They tell me this all day long. Wow. I get hundreds of messages every day f from all these kids telling me everything they're going through, and I share them on my account so parents can see what they're going through. So the middle school kids, it's really about um, helping them see why, why are they, why, what, is, what is the social media accounts they're on, how does it make them feel? You know, is it making them feel good about themselves or not? And I don't tell kids to get rid of it because I think it's a great tool. Uh, I tell them the big thing is go home, and unfollow any account that doesn't make you feel happy or closer to the Lord or inspired. Any account uh, that if you look yeah. at, you say, aw, or geez, or gosh, she's so skinny <laughs> compared to me. Any account that doesn't make you actually happy when you look at it, get rid of it. And these kids... So you're inoculating them. Yeah, you, I'm trying you're letting to. letting them... I want to teach these it, happy... channel it in a productive yeah. way instead of just it's not yes gonna, or no. I mean, as much as I'd love for us as a country to say, why don't we just stop? Good, yeah, good <laughs> How luck. How about we just say no smartphones till 17, no social media till 17. It's not going to happen. Right. Um, so I'm trying to help them realize when they're 12, 13, 14, because that's the path where if these girls and boys go this way at that age, they kind of stay on that path. Wow. If we can get them to get off this and go that way in middle school, they'll stay on it through high school. And afterwards, usually. So get them, get them to see how it's affecting them and then make better choices of saying, who, who am I letting into my heart, into my mind? Is it, is it Kardashians who make me feel miserable because I'm not famous like them? Is it the skinny girl at school who has all the guys that like her that makes me feel miserable? Is it my own sibling who makes me Get rid of the joy thieves. And then suddenly social media is like a happy place for you. There you go. High school age kids, it's, it's, it's even more different. Um, yeah, what shifts there? Because at high school, a lot of these kids, it's more, I mean, at high school, they want freedom, right? They don't want anyone telling them what to do anymore. Middle school kids, like, they still, I mean, every kid needs boundaries, right? But a lot of parents, they're like, well, my kid's 17, there's nothing I can do anymore. I've had parents literally tell me, she's 16, I've messed up on her, she's been on her phone, she's yeah. addicted. I've had parents tell me, I've given up on her. Yeah, I'm going to go 24, work. I'm probably out of her life. I got nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, she's, come on, she's 16. Like, you can do this. You can still parent. Um, a lot of these kids at that age, I, I, I go more into the whole, okay, in a year or two, you're going to be in college or you're going to be in the real life. And if you're doing this all day, 
here's what's going to happen, right? If you're letting every notification distract you and you're in college, how, how are you going to offend with grades? Yeah. How are you going to succeed in life? When you have to go out of this comfort zone of your school and your house, yeah. go to a new college where suddenly you don't know anyone. Yeah. And if you only know how to connect through this, and then boys, if you only know how to date by swiping right, it's, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And, and now we've got midterms and finals, and, and we've got to deal with Adderall and all the things. I know, that and then all the stress way. at school and the pressure. Yeah. And if you look at the rate of dropout or the amount of kids in high, like a freshman year of college that are leaving college wow. or, or kids who are on full, all, full academic scholarship yeah. that in two weeks are just gaming nine hours a day, and they're like, I'm not going to school anymore because they don't know how to cope with the stress and the anxiety because they, they were never taught those because the screens stole it. And if you look at the teenage brain, the things that they're not developing, conflict resolution, communication, all those things that they are, need to establish as a teenager as they're growing up, the brain will prune it off, yeah. right? If they don't get that while they're young, the brain gets rid of it. And if that's the pathway they've created, anytime Whoa. I feel anxious, I do this. Anytime I feel depressed, I do this, or I do this, or I go to porn. If, if, if that is the pathway that is digging in all through this development years, when they get older at college, like, I mean, it's going to take years to rewire. Yes. Luckily, the brain can do it, but it's just, yeah. you look at the amount of kids leaving school or leaving, you know, missions too early because of this stuff because they haven't wired the right, you know, neural pathways of how do I deal with this stuff. It's just... We, now, this, this is... And then talk parents. Yeah. You know, when you, I mean, you're talking tonight. we got to get right. you out of here. Go talk quick. <laughs> gotta go, yeah. Can you talk any faster? Oh, no. <laughs> so parents, so here's the deal is... I start my slides with parent nights. So I, I, the first yeah. slide is, A, we are the first generation dealing with this. Mm. Um, none of us had any idea that this tech could do what it could do. And most of us sitting here still don't know what it could do. So number two, we have to talk to each other. We are the first generation parents dealing yeah. with this. We're the ones writing the textbooks. So we have to be good villagers. We have to talk. And, and number three, we have to put our egos on a table. Because so much of us parents, like if our kids are struggling, uh, especially in our church, our culture is what? You know, well, if my child's struggling, it means I failed. If my child is struggling with this, yeah. it means I failed. Shame, back to shame. Back to shame. And yeah. we self-shame as parents more than anyone. Yeah. Um, and social media makes us feel as parents too that we have to be perfect too, right? So it's a mess there. And so I, I say, look, this is a no-shame evening. Like, I'm going to talk about stuff and you're going to say, oh, he's talking about me, I did that, and I messed up. I'm not doing that. I'm just, we're educating and we're opening our eyes and then how do you leave tonight not afraid of the tech anymore? Because too many of us were too afraid of our tech, of our kids' yeah. use. I mean, a report came out a couple months ago. Number one fear of parents today is our kids' tech use. And then wow. all the fun stuff like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. So Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that it would have flipped like that? And so uh, with the parents, it's a lot of not just, I'm not just there to scare them and say, look, did you know TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram has all this stuff? You know, I can freak them out till their jaws on the drawer, on the ground, but it's okay. How do you reconnect with your kids? Because yeah. a lot of parents, we they've kind of forgotten. How do I talk to my kids? You know, the screens. You know, you, you talk about the adversary. I don't know. I think he's been on vacation for nine years. He just says, wait till they get screens. Yeah. Wait till they get on we social media, yeah. and then they'll all disconnect, and the kids will go on social media, and all the bad people they were telling them all the bad stuff, and mom and dad would be too on theirs to care. Or, and then we'll separate them all. 
Yeah. And then they'll all struggle. And I think I think he's been on vacation for nine years, you know? Yeah. So we got to get he, the parents. He's got his own autoresponder just he going, does. baby. He does, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's like the Elijah. I mean, we have to turn the hearts of the parents back to the kids yeah. and the kids back to the parents. Because right now there's this going on and tech is the problem. So how do we take tech out of it and say, how do we connect as parents to my kids? How do I show them I care, love, and won't shame them? And then how do we teach them this tech is a tool to do good? Yeah, that's beautiful. So, you know, we're, we're um, immersing ourselves, the team here at Eternal Core, learning all about this mental health community. And, and it's really interesting. You've got, you know, sort of the head of the food chain or the psychiatrist clear up here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 30, 40 years ago, they went to school to become therapists. And then, you know, here, here comes uh, psychotropic drugs and, and the things. And, and now they're, they're pretty much spending all their time rearranging people's prescriptions when they come in for 15 sure. minutes. Yeah. And then you've got the clinical psychologists. And then you've got the treatment centers. And they're getting massive amounts of revenue to try and fix and help, and help people recover. Mm -hmm. And then you've got certain groups the you know the substance abuse counselors those who work in the sex addiction and and pornography and they don't have any funding you know yeah. because all the insurance is up here yeah. so they're out there doing their best to deal with you know 78% of our young men are having challenges 31% of our young women and we're we're just like standing back saying whoa where do, where do we go with all this because it's funny because it's all coming back to different forms of addiction, mm -hmm. but the ones you're dealing with, we haven't seen before. Yeah, it's going to be a whole new. I mean, I met with a with a, a addiction rehab center uh, director today, and he said we in just the last five years, we I, he's like I can't believe how many younger people we're seeing coming in with opioid or yeah. drug addictions, uh, and all of these kids. It all started nine, ten, eleven with other little tiny addictions to their phone or to Fortnite, which just program their brain into, I need to numb yes. uh, emotions, feelings, or problems. I think, you know, we, we could take smartphones out of the equation. We could take Fortnite out of the equation. And I think, you know, there's, we're still gonna, kids are still gonna find a way to numb. Yes. Uh, because we, ha we have a deeper problem in our culture and in our, in, our, in our nation and in our homes that there's just the connection has been lost. And we have no idea where it's going. We don't, no. And, and, and we don't need to be afraid about it. Right. I, that's, the, that's the thing. Parents can freak out all night. Well, you're waiting um, right in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah and, and, and the kids, and I, I'm kind of like the middle guy. The kids are coming to me saying, like, this is what we need. And the parents are like, well, this is what we want. And I'm trying to help them realize, like, what you're on the same it, what page. What do the kids say to you? Number one thing the kids tell me, when I say, and I said it today to the kids at the middle school in Alpine, where I'm speaking tonight to the parents, I said, what do you guys want me to tell your parents? What is the biggest thing they need to know about social media? Parents, listen in. And this posts. is it. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and you'd think they'd say something like, well, tell them that, like, you know, we need more phone time or give us more freedom or, you know, don't yell at me when I'm on Fortnite for five, five hours a day. Um, what they tell me is they say, tell our parents to get off their phones. That's what they tell me the most. Wow. Tell our parents that they're always yelling at us or like, why are you always on your phone? And then I look at them and they're like, hmm. <laughs> and, and the kids starting around age, like my daughter was 10 when she noticed it. Wow. She was fifth grade, fifth grade. Um, we have to set better digital behaviors for our kids gotcha. because they don't hear us, they see us. And so I think the biggest things, I mean, as parents, if you wanna really help your kid out who's struggling with anxiety, who's struggling with depression, I mean, before you throw them into therapy, A, look at their digital behavior. Look at where they're spending their time. Are they on social media all day, uh, numbing their ability to cope and feel? Um, and start maybe scaling that down. And the second thing I say is look at yours as parents. 
Um, kids, if they aren't seen, heard, and loved at home by people who matter, um, social media is the greatest next thing. Yeah. They can go on there and take a booty pic or you know, a photo of them vaping, and they'll get thumbs ups and they'll get gold stars. Now, they're fake, they're synthetic, it's not yes. real, it's, but it's, from, it's something, right? You know, it's, it's likes on a photo to these kids. That's their new digital current, emotional currency. And so I tell parents, I say, look, hey, you can do this. B, it's just, you've got to just reconnect with them. Yeah. Put away the phones and go do stuff together. Let them know that if and when they mess up that they can talk to you about it and you're not going to freak out. Here's the funny second thing. Parents just, you know, when I ask kids, when they message me all day long, calling them, struggling with suicide attempts, uh, eating disorders, bullying, sexting, all those things. Uh, when I write them back and I say, I'm so sorry you're going through that, you know, you're not alone. Uh, number two, um, why haven't you talked to mom? Or why haven't you talked to dad? Number one response, if I do, she'll take my phone. Whoa. Number one response. Whoa. Number one, she'll, if I tell her that I'm so suicidal because of the bullying at school, she'll take my phone away. That phone to these kids is such a uh, soothing blanket. It's, such, yes. it's their thing. It's their whole life. It's their connection. We made it that which was sad. We kind of threw them under the bus when we did that. Um, and so I tell parents too, don't touch their phone. Don't go home tonight and just rip their phone. We'll, you'll see a suicide attempt for some yes. of these kids. Um, so, so obviously we've lost something there. If the kids are saying, the only reason I don't want my mom to help me with my struggle is because I'm worried she'll take my phone. Obviously, we as parents have created a bad habit of saying, if our kids mess up in anything, all we know how to do is take away devices. Right? You hit your brother, uh, give me your Xbox. You want to be good? You want it back? So we yeah. have used these as a device, as a pawn, yes. uh, which, is, which has created a whole lack of trust and disconnection from our kids. Um, wow. So, That's so, a whole new world. So I'm not just so you know, it. yeah, kids, yeah, parents, don't, don't take their phones away right, right I mean, there first. This, this, this was you getting out there. Yeah, this is the old day <laughs> stuff, yeah. This was the early this was, days. This was my little fake Utah influencer character where, you know, people are doing this exactly how it was, but they were yes, serious. And I would yes. want to do it as a joke, like I had my eyebrows bladed, but that was a Sharpie. You and, know? and I mean, the media, you're getting invited. Um, we're yeah. excited to have you with us. So this is where it's at. Where do you see it going? Where are you going with I've it? I've had a lot of great groups, like you guys reach out to me. Um, what I found is that there is a lot of caring people. Yeah. Um, your group, and there's a lot of groups who are all kind of in this realm. I feel like there's a bunch of little X-Men who are all living in their own lives. <laughs> And we all have this superpower, but it's not like we can start a fire with our thoughts or like breathe underwater. We just care. Yeah. And so, and we're all kind of living in like our little shadows of, of like, I just want to help. And it's like, I think we all just like what you're doing, just we need to get us all together and attack it as a community and be like, yes. okay, you know, we've got Clay with Fight the New Drug hitting the pornography and we've got Tim with the sex trafficking and all these other great speakers who are going to be there. Yeah. Instead of go all over the map, let's go in the same How direction. We, let's get in the same lane yeah. here. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm speaking, I'm booked out for a long, long time. Um, and so I think it's what it is, is, is God is bringing groups of people together and saying, okay, your ability, what you're so good at is this, is, is raising awareness and creating events uh, to get people there. Um, this whole world is people who have a lot of questions and people who ha have answers. And so we just need to find what you're doing and, and put those two in a room. Beautiful. And so, look, you're a parent, you're struggling with this with your kid, check it out, here he is, here's your resource. Got it. Um, 
and, and, and not us all doing our little things off to the edges. Like, let's all just partner up and be the X-Men. Right? Yeah. Kidding, you know? One heart, one mind. That's, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's where Zion's trying to go. Well, Colin, there's a lot of folks trying to reach out and make you even busier. Oh, geez, but yeah. if they want, want to learn more yeah. about uh, you know, how, to, how to schedule you, how to invite sure. you to speak, what, what would they do? So uh, the website is Save the Kids, okay. SaveTheKids.us. Okay. So I think it's up to us to save the kids. Sweet. SaveTheKids.us, and that's my website. And it's just information about what we're doing. Um, and then there's a contact, and that will send an email to me or my assistant, Michelle. And Michelle's and awesome. Boy, she's so she's cool. all over it. She's on the ball. Yeah, she nailed she's it She's awesome. Us. And she reached out to me six months ago. She's like, I love what you're doing. Let me just work with you pro bono. So for the first Sweet. few months, she was scheduling everything free. And I'm uh. like, Michelle, I got to pay you. You're doing too much. <laughs> um, but she's been awesome. And I've been all over the, the place now. We're starting to go now. It all started in Utah. And you know how it goes. It kind of goes yeah. from there to Arizona, then California, Texas. Seattle, Portland, and now it's kind of moving east. So if people want to donate a little bit to help support what you're doing, yeah. Is so there a way to a, do there's that? a foundation. So okay. it's now foundation, Save the Kids Foundation. Okay. Um, you could uh, Venmo at Save the Kids, and if you want to do it that way, uh, or you could send a donation to PO Box 921, Pleasant Grove, Utah. There we go. Zero six two. Yeah. Okay. So everybody, Colin Karchner. Helping save the kids. He's a lot of fun. I think we got a new Robin Williams on our hands oh, here. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish. Yeah. He's uh, so good. Anyway, thank you for taking time. Thank you. We, we appreciate the great work you're thank doing. Thank you for what you're doing, too. This okay. is awesome. Thanks, everybody.